Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. As uh as fairy tales that may sound or whatever, like I really do believe there's hope and 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 it's exactly what you always preach on this podcast is it comes down to every single person individually. And it, it comes down to us doing what a citizen of this country, what a good human being is supposed to do, is it and, and what we what we should do. Um because that's ultimately how we actually take the power back. Let's go. Welcome to Citizen. We've got a very special guest today, Ian Wendt. Uh, you're the uh, founder to you of Official Patriot Gear. I am. And amongst other things, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm just a normal guy. I, you know, I just, I, I love the fact that I'm on this podcast called The Citizen because anytime I'm out and about and people recognize me from like social media or whatever, mm-hmm. They, you know, it's always like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. I follow you. But it's just like, dude, I'm just a normal guy. I, re- I really am. I really, like, I have a, I have two kids, a wife, um, just trying to build a business and do my best to, I don't know, I guess salvage what's left of everything. Yeah, no kidding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I've been in sales and marketing for pretty much my entire life. I started door to door. Got really good at that really fast. My dad was a door to door salesman for life insurance mm. and he just absolutely crushed it and so i think it kind of just apple didn't fall for far from the tree yeah so i was in door-to-door for um over a decade i knocked and then i managed and then eventually i actually trained reps all around the country and then and then i actually built the training systems and i ran all the training for leadership and reps as well as all the marketing for the company so okay. um just really involved in that kind of stuff and then yeah man 2020 hit and uh like a lot of other people i think my the closet conspiracy theorist in me kind of came out <laughs> as i was looking around at things uh specifically with the riots when the riots started going down i was like i, I saw it for what it was right um and i started getting loud about it on my platform and i had a pretty decent following you know i was i was pretty well known in the sales and business space um 
and I always say this, but at the time, you know, my wife and was like, D- you're an idiot. I'm like, what are you doing? You're mm. going to burn everything you've built to the ground. Right. Because everybody's going to think you're a psycho. They're, you know what I mean? Uh, but dude, it was, it was the exact opposite. Mm. Um, my following exploded. And what I realized was not only did people not, not only were people not aware of what was actually going on and just totally, you know, buying into the bullshit on TV, but also they, they were like begging for somebody to speak out. Sure. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it was the exact opposite. So then I started to make like highlights on my Instagram. My Instagram was my primary platform. And I, I started making these highlight movies of different, you know, conspiracy theories and, and things like that. And, and, uh, it just got to a point where my following had grown a ton and I didn't want to be the political content guy. Yeah. There's enough of those. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I was like, I, I want to do something with this influence. And so we rallied all these people together that were, that were, uh, you know, following me. And we actually raised, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars for businesses that were going to close their doors during the lockdowns, uh, veteran organizations, child trafficking organizations, just all kinds of stuff. And, um, and through that, I, you know, it, it got to a point where I was like, okay, all these people are doing these amazing things, these patriotic things. Yeah. And all of them want to talk about it, but they won't because they're afraid of their jobs being, you know, they're afraid of losing their jobs. They're afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of whatever, all this, just all this garbage that's going mm-hmm. on. And so I was like, let's create a way for them to, to represent it. And again, at the time, dude, I still had my career. I was still, I was the CMO of a major sales company. And so mm-hmm. I was just, you know, uh, doing this on the side, but my buddy owns a fulfillment company in Idaho where they print, ship, fulfill everything. And so I was like, dude, let's create a t-shirt. So I made the Patriot tee, sure. the simple green Patriot tee. And, uh, I was like, that'd be kind of cool if we could get like 50 people to buy this, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and rep it. And dude, it just exploded. We did like 300 plus in two days. Wow. And I was like, all right, like, what's this all about? And then, uh, and then it just, it just, kept spiraling from there people you know make a hoodie make a hat make Mm -hmm. a make a beanie so we just kept going and um it was an etsy shop at the time and uh yeah dude it just it just kept exploding and one day i came home and etsy had shut us down for like hate speech and violent organizations or something like that keep in mind literally the only thing that was on there was a green hoodie a green t-shirt a green hat and a green beanie that had an american flag and said patriot on it that was it you go on Etsy right now and you can find all kinds of actual violent things, sure, yeah, right? Yeah. Especially when you're talking about like Trump being beheaded and all kinds of other crazy stuff. But anyway, I, I don't hold that against Etsy because I know a lot of people are like, oh, Etsy, F Etsy. It's like, dude, truth be told, someone probably reported us and was a troll or whatever. And that was because they did reinstate it like a few days mm-hmm. later. But I'll tell you what, it was the best thing that's happened to us because that night, you know, I got home and I told my following, I was like, dude, it's like, it's done. Like, sorry guys. That's, that was kind of, it was a fun run, you know? And everybody was like, no, make another store. Right. And I was like, all right. I don't like, I didn't know anything about e-commerce. I was literally just selling t-shirts off Instagram. Mm. And, um, so we did, we built a Shopify that night and dude, in like four days we did 27 grand and it was nuts. It just absolutely exploded. And then from there I was like, okay, so now people have this product, but, and they, and they're doing it because it represents something, but now how do we make them feel like they're a part of it? And so that's when I invented Patriot Friday. Mm. So every single Friday I'll do like a clip from a movie or something like that with some heavy metal. Cause I'm a metal head. Same. 
Yep. And then uh, and then basically everybody that buys Patriot gear knows that when you get your official Patriot gear, you take a picture of it and you post it on online and yeah. tag me and tag the page. <clears throat> so just so it just exploded, dude. But here's the thing, I it was never a plan to like build a brand. That was never it was never a thing. It just it just kind of happened because what happened was as people started to embrace this thing, I was like, okay, you know what? This is this isn't just a clothing brand. This isn't just a bunch of people buying T-shirts. Like this is this is a movement. This is mm-hmm. people standing up for something and then i was like well what is that and when i started thinking about all these people that were um coming to the rescue of these businesses and helping these organizations and stuff even though at the time because it was you know august september 2020 obviously most of them were trumpers yeah right but even though the media would tell you one thing about those people not one time did any of those people ever reach out to me and say, well, is this person I'm throwing 20 bucks at black? Yeah. Are they white? Do they wear a mask? Are they vaccinated? Are they Democrat? Mm. Are they Republican? Like no one asks those questions. Yeah. No one. Because you just don't do that. No, nobody cares. It, no, frankly. it doesn't. It's not a normal thing for people to ask those questions. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a media lie. And, um, and so through that, I was like, well, that's, that's what this is about. And that's when Official Patriot Gear came up. It was, it was uh, the idea of spreading a message and reminding people of nonpartisan, non-exclusive, mm. true patriotism. Well, what is that? What, what do you mean when you say patriot, I guess, is a good question to ask now. Yeah. So, I mean, my definition is literally, if you love the country, you love the people, you want it to grow and thrive and be free and you're willing to defend it. Mm. That to me is a patriot. I don't yeah. care if you have pink hair and consider yourself a freaking he, she elephant on Wednesday, or mm. if you're a Trumper sitting in Ohio, wearing a MAGA hat like right. if you love the country and the people and you want the best for it and you're willing to stand up for it you are a patriot right well what's the I guess to dig deeper on that what is when you say the country um what is it that you mean by that like because I, I go into this a lot um because I think about it a lot so I like to think out loud sometimes but I don't I, it occurs to me that America isn't its geography or its system of government or any of that bullshit. It's like the idea that individual liberty is the most important thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's a lot that it's why I'm doing this show, I guess the organized around principles and, and not parties or, or specific people because I've just, grown tired of weakness i guess you know what i mean it's it's there's a massive power and and leadership vacuum going on in this country right now yep and uh it's it's to me it's very obvious that there's like a coordinated effort to demonize the idea of patriotism and it's not just very much so it's not just patriotism though it's like we shifted from this idea that you should be there for other people and help other people and self-sacrifice and things like that to self-care yeah. over the last 10 years. And I think that's the dumbest shit maybe that's ever happened to a society. I mean, you're, you're, you're taking the elements that typically infect the patrician class in a republic and lead to the demise of the republic, and you're spreading it across, across the entire country. Yeah, You know what I mean? It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. No, it's... It's uh, it's very much a coordinated effort, and I think it's calculated too. You know, I I always talk about how uh, I I'm from New York. I'm from mm-hmm. upstate New York, and I experienced 9/11, and I remember 9/12 and the days after that. Like, 
Dude, it didn't matter who you were standing next to. Yeah. It didn't matter what side of the aisle they stood on. It didn't matter what ideology they had. None of that mattered. All that mattered was we're Americans, we have a common enemy, and it's time to stand together, right? right? But but here's the thing. Just like we saw that, just like I saw that, just like a lot of other people saw that, our enemies saw it too. Mm -hmm. And our enemies are on our soil. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, call it a conspiracy all you want, but like, I feel like, I, I believe that our greatest enemies are actually on our soil. And I would agree with that. I think they're our greatest. I mean, every republic in the history of humanity that's fallen has fallen because of internal threats. Yeah. And I don't mean like Muslim terrorists working their way into our, no. the fabric of our society. I'm talking about the people who run the country. That's right. Typically are the fucking enemy. That's right. And so to answer your question, yeah, it's not the it's not the geography. It's not, you know, it's, it's the fabric of what this nation was built on, which mm -hmm. is freedom and liberty. And here's the thing too, though, this is where I rub a lot of people wrong. Sometimes freedom and liberty is freedom and liberty. Like you don't pick and choose your freedoms, just like you can't pick and choose everyone else's freedoms. Right. So just because you disagree with something doesn't mean it's okay for you to tell them they can't do it, whatever mm -hmm. that is, you know, take any issue that you want at this point. I don't care. The point is, unless they're doing harm to another individual, they have the freedom to do whatever it is that they want to right. do. That's the that's the beauty of America. The beauty of America is someone isn't going to get thrown off a building because they identify sure. as gay or whatever, right? right? Like, well, it's like uh, a crime, in my opinion, has to have a victim. Yeah, and I don't believe the state can be a victim. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's statism, and we're not really into that here. Right. Um, like, if uh, you see it a lot recently, Russia, they're throwing people off rooftops out of windows and shit just because they disagree with people Literally. um you know that's a lot that's an extreme example they do there's a lot of it in the middle east as well there's a lot of um extrajudicial <clears throat> killings in asia and latin america but just because we're not openly murdering political dissidents here doesn't mean for example we haven't for over a year had a bunch of them locked in prison without being charged you know what i mean <laughs> and nobody nobody seems to even yeah. care about that like it's, it's like, I, to me the it's like the, the difference between a slow and quick death you know what i mean like yeah. I, I i honestly i would prefer the the latter i don't want to yeah. i don't want to uh suffer indefinitely like that and i think um the powers of being america are completely fucked you know i think here's the thing man it's like at this point i think a lot of us are freaking broken record but here's the deal you know the holocaust for example it didn't happen overnight man it mm -hmm. happened with years of conditioned indifference to what was happening around people yeah <clears throat> it, it didn't happen because of the nazis it happened because of the german people right it because happened because of, uh, their cowardice and complacency it, it happened because of apathy mm. and entitlement mm. the things that literally plague our society nowadays like I, I always say I think one of the biggest issues that we have, if not the biggest, is apathy. Mm. Is this idea that it's okay, things will be fine, I'll just sit back and let somebody else take care of it. Right. Or, you know, or I don't want to rock the boat kind of thing. And it's like, dude, what you don't understand is, sure, your business might be booming and you don't want to affect that. But the problem is if you don't say something, you're going to lose your business anyway. Yeah. And nothing's going to matter. Well, and, it's like the um, first they came for the socialists. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. the, it's a very classic poem about um, the the Nazi Party's rise in Germany. And it's uh, meant to be a warning, not, not a roadmap. Um, but we're not very smart here, so. <laughs> <clears throat> 
dude. But I get it. I mean, I understand why all the divisiveness and shit happens. We're tribal people yeah. and you know, the human condition is defined by conflict and overcoming conflict. And yeah. if there isn't real conflict, then we'll make it up. You know what yeah. I mean? And the, and the easiest way to make it up is through the very obvious differences, either in who we are or what we believe. Those are typically throughout human history. Those have been the ways that we've divided ourselves. The unfortunate part of modern society is that we have a lot more options than ever before and a lot more information than ever before. Yes. And people are still falling into the same stupid, dumbass traps. Um, like you have the ability to not only learn more, but communicate with more disparate people. When I say disparate, I mean like in background, race, religion, mm -hmm. whatever the fuck. And, you know, now, and you also have the education to know that what what tribalism is, how it affects society, how it affects you personally. Well, you, you know, think you did have that yeah, education. Yeah, well, I mean, we we certainly do have that education. And yeah. um, <clears throat> instead of utilizing people to, you know, do the do the easy thing and not the hard thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my my advice to people is always to, like, find the the – I guess greatest common factor and commonality between the two of you. We most people just want to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. So start from there, right? How do, how do we make sure everybody has what they need and are taken care of, and that we have common defense while making the smallest possible imprint on people's daily lives? That should be the goal of any government. Well, and you know, and again, not to be cliche or broken record or whatever, but like, there's a reason why the statement says "United we stand, divided we fall," and it's like mm -hmm. one thing that I that I always say too is you know. We've heard, we've all heard, oh, we're in a battle of good and evil, right? Mm -hmm. Dude, that's the truth. And and the thing about evil is you don't negotiate with evil. Evil is stomped out. Like yeah. there's, you just you do the exact opposite of everything that evil stands yeah. for. And yeah, imagine it, trying to negotiate with like a wildfire. Yeah, it like, doesn't make any fucking sense. No, no, literally, there's no point. And so, but here's what I always say, dude: is the good. The, the good versus evil, if you consider that good, that good is full of every single walk of life. It's mm -hmm. black, white, gay, yeah. straight, Asian, transgender, Democrat, mm -hmm. Republican, liberal, conservative, like every single walk of life. But the common denominator or, or the thing missing, I guess, the, the, the thing that actually divides us as good is awareness of <clears throat> evil yeah, and who the evil is and what the evil agenda is. Because then the thing is, it's just like the 9-11 thing. Once all of the people in the good realize what the evil is, mm. it's like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, well, it's pretty easy, you're not right? A, I you're mean, not it's, my, my enemy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, it becomes really obvious yeah. what, what, what you need to do in, in those instances. But, you know, <clears throat> in the absence of, of extreme circumstances, it's, it's leadership that keeps people mm -hmm. on task and on purpose. Yeah. And we just don't have it. I mean, our... our the politicians in this country, the media in this company, our country, they, they have made a concerted effort to keep people divided, yeah. right? And, you know, there can only be one reason to do that. If somebody's trying to divide you, they're trying to fucking conquer your ass. That's right. Um, so, you know, I always wonder, just from my years of, of you know, doing gun-related things, anytime somebody's trying to distract me, I always look over my shoulder because mm -hmm. I assume somebody else is going to, you know, try to pull some bullshit but again, I understand the. I understand why people fall into this stuff. It makes sense because you're looking, you know, down to your very genetic core. You're looking for purpose in your life, mm -hmm. and 
the purpose for human beings is typically defined by conflict. That's why Gandhi said, if you want to truly find yourself, uh, lose yourself in this in service of others. Right. Yeah. Yep. It, it's the, I, I feel like it's the only way, and it's not about just being altruistic or doing stuff for other people just to do it. It's because that's what fucking works, man. I mean, sometimes it works out the way. Sometimes the right thing is also just what works. That's right. You know what I mean? And it's, dude, it's like you said too, going back to, you know, when you said (laughs) when you're trying to divide people, it's because you're trying to conquer them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really the entire reason I changed my entire life. Because quite frankly, bro, I changed my entire life when I decided to get involved with all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And, And don't get me wrong. It's just, it's exactly like you just said. Doing the right thing has been the best thing ever mm-hmm. because you know the people i've met the the networks that i'm now in like even just sitting here with you like that's that kind of stuff doesn't happen when you don't choose to stand no. for something or when you don't do something that you feel like you should or, or that you're called to do or whatever but like that's the reason why is because yeah. when i saw those things going down i was like dude this is the beginning of a very concerted effort to control the population mm-hmm. because that is the first step you absolutely have to divide people you have to get people fighting against each other right. before you can ever take over because if because when it comes down to it you know it's it's the whole ants and, and crickets thing yep you know <clears throat> what i mean and so um it's it's uh it's hard to see happening but it's like i also believe that there is hope i really do sure, as yeah. you know as as uh as fairy tales that may sound or whatever, like I really do believe there's hope. And, and, and it's exactly what you always preach on this podcast is it comes down to every single person individually. And it, it comes down to us doing what a citizen of this country, what a good human being is supposed to do is it. And, and what we, what we should do. Um, because that's ultimately how we actually take the power back. You know what I mean? Well, it's not even, um, I don't even think it's taking the power back. I don't think like the government and and representatives of the government, they don't actually have any intrinsic power. I, I guess I mean, you know that, what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. I just want people to frame it in their mind this way. Yeah, yeah, the government yeah. exists because we fucking allow it to. That's right. You know what I mean? That's the only reason. Yep. And they, they know it just as well as we do. And that's why they want you to hate somebody other that doesn't look like you or think like you instead of hating them for robbing your ass blind all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, like this whole fucking, and it's not even just, it's not even just what they're doing to the American public. It's like when, when you drone strike kids and shit, or, uh, when you're in Yemen, just like ethnically cleansing people with drone strikes, which is what's happening right now. Right. Um, and the U S is right at the epicenter of that. They're providing all the weapons for this shit. You are now trading on the honor of people, you know, who founded the country and who fought for it. And none of these politicians have lifted a finger in defense of this country, nor would they. They're all cowards. No, they're going to hide behind desks when there's people walking around with cameras. But it's like, forget about, forget about all the stupid shit the oppressive shit that the government's trying to do to us and think about what they're doing in our name. You know what yeah. I mean? That makes me even matter. Yeah. Like if somebody's rude to me, I'm like, all right, whatever the fuck, man, I don't care. Um, but then when they start, when, when they, 
if the, imagine they're in your employee and now yeah. they're being rude to somebody like, all right, now we've got a problem because yep. you're being rude on my behalf or you're being violent on my behalf. And that is unacceptable. Yep. Like I can deal with you one-on-one if you come at me, but if you start, you know, if you, if you marshal the resources of this country and go after other people in an unjust way, then that reflects very poorly on us That's for right. allowing that shit to happen. People are like, Oh, a, a country is not its government or a people is not its government. That's true. In in a sense, like they're bad actors sometimes, <clears throat> but while subjects are not responsible for the actions of their overlords, citizens are responsible for the actions of their government, in my opinion. And the if if we are to allow these people to persist in power uh, and continue to behave this way, then it is, I, I, in my opinion, it's on us as it, well. No, it is on us. It's a hundred percent on us. The, the <laughs> This is uh, where we are right now. Even if you just consider the stuff from the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Where we are right now, it's 100% because of us. It's because mm-hmm. of the decisions that we've made. Because I always used to ask people when you're, you know, when at the beginning of the pandemic, like, okay, sure. People didn't know what was going on. It was very uncertain. You know, you didn't really know if it was serious or if it wasn't mm-hmm. or whatever. But very quickly, I think we figured out, okay, this is bullshit. Like yeah. this is well, unless you're like old, um, fat, yeah. or sick already, um, or yeah. unless yeah, exactly, or unless you're literally just sucking down CNN every single day, yeah, like my grandma. But uh, it's a lot of people, man. Dude, it is. It really <laughs> is. But but here's the thing: most people, I truly believe this. Most people figured out that it was not what it was said to be. And if you just consider planes, for example, right? You consider how many people were masked on planes. <laughs> How many of those people do you think knew it was bullshit but didn't take the mask off because everybody around them also had the mask on? Yeah. But how many people, if 15 of those people in that plane would have taken the mask off, guess what would have happened to the entire plane? That's just a small analogy, but it's like that is exactly why we are where we are. It's Again, it's going back to the apathy it's it's the it's people being completely apathetic to things and thinking, well, whatever, I'm not going to rock the boat. I'm just going to do what I'm told. Right. That is how it all starts. It's it's conditioned indifference to what people are are doing and and just letting those little inches be taken piece by piece. And it's like, dude, we're two years down now. And I always I make posts all the time on my Instagram that says people always ask me, what is this about? I'll tell you right now for those that have been asking. I always make posts that say from 15 days and the 15 days are in quotation marks, mm-hmm. right? Two <clears throat> dot 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 question mark. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, that's how it started. We'll see. Days. Well, I mean, this isn't even the, the, frankly, this is not even the most egregious example in our lifetime. Like the, the TSA and the Patriot Act yeah. are way worse than what's happened in the last two years. But we, that's just part of our fucking lives that we accept now. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the Patriot Act is, <clears throat> man, it, it, it didn't create the surveillance state, but it definitely made it stronger. Um, and the FISA courts and all that stuff, the the unbridled spying on the American public. Uh, the TSA was supposed to be a temporary measure. Mm-hmm. It's a permanent fixture that now costs billions of dollars a year yep. uh, and accomplishes nothing. They don't do shit. Um, so, you know, we, we come to accept these things. We, we trade a little bit of our liberty for convenience or out of fear or whatever it is that's yeah, I, th- I think it's out of fear i think i think every time these things are put in place it's like that that's feeding on your fear and you're giving up freedom for fear every mm-hmm. time 
a piece at a time. Yeah. And it's, you know, if, uh, if you think about political theater mm-hmm. and, and, you know, if it was one, one group or another trying to fuck you over, you can, you can deal with that pre- yeah. relatively easily, I would say. Yeah. Um, but when it's, when there's like a ruling class and a majority party and an opposition, a controlled opposition party, which is what the Republican party is, they're a fucking joke. Um, <clears throat> I mean, does you, you live in Idaho, you're conservative ish. You're probably libertarian to be honest, if I had to guess. I, I mean, I, libertarians more like do like live and let live right Mm. i do believe that we still need to take action so i think i would consider myself more of like a constitutionalist okay i'm just all about i'm all about what this country was founded on and that's where that's the way it should stay okay you know well there's no uh uh, just rack i don't i don't identify as no no that's fine yeah i don't either uh i rack your brain and tell me the last conservative thing that the conservative party the republican party did yeah Honestly, like I can't think of anything. No, people might bring up like tax cuts or something like that. Uh, okay, there's but, always something in there for them. Yeah, if you had made, if, if it wasn't corporate tax cuts, if it was, and, and they were, and the tax cuts were permanent or it reduced the size of government, then sure, that's conservative. But just giving me a break for a year, yeah, that's like fuck you, man. Yeah, you're you're, you're giving me my money back, yeah. and <laughs> yeah, exactly. you want me to thank you for it. Like if you came oh. into my house and tried to pull this shit, I would fucking murder you. Yeah, when you're yeah, dude. Yeah. Like this is completely unacceptable behavior, but again, but we just accept it. Yeah. We just accept it because it's like, now we're at a point where it's like, all right, well that's, that's how things are. But yeah. well, we've been convinced that to have all of this, to have the comforts of modern life that we have to surrender our, our personal security and Liberty. But I, I, why, why would that be the case? It's not like none of this stuff requires that the government control everything. Nope. Not at all. As a matter of fact, private business made most of this stuff. Yeah. Except for the internet. DARPA made that, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was computer scientists that really did it. This episode of Citizen is brought to you by Black Rifle Coffee. Hey, there are buddies. You know them, you love them. Evan, Matt, Jared, all those lunatics over there. They're popping up coffee shops all over the place making crazy content. They're also delivering some of the best coffee in the world right to your doorstep. Uh, you know, they, they've always had good deals. It's a little, it costs a little bit more than coffee you're going to buy at the grocery store, but I, here's the, the dirty little secret the grocery store won't tell you. The coffee that's sitting on their shelves was roasted at a minimum six months ago, probably longer. In most cases, it's quite a bit longer, actually. And that's just gross. I mean, it's disgusting. You don't want to drink coffee that old. The whole point of buying the equipment, buying the grinder, grinding it right there on the spot and then brewing it right there on the spot is get the freshest cup of coffee you can possibly get. Well, that's what Black Rifle's here for, especially the Black Rifle Coffee Club. So you join the Black Rifle Coffee Club, you're going to get fresh roasted freedom delivered straight to your door whenever you want it. The Black Rifle Coffee Club uh, is the best option. Like I know, there, if, if you want to try some out first, uh, you know, I, I guess I can't blame you, but you're just going to have to trust me to sign up for the coffee club. It's a veteran-owned company, veteran-operated, supports mil- uh, America's military law enforcement, first responders, so on and so forth. And you're going to get premium coffee delivered every month on the schedule that you choose. You choose whatever roast you like, dark, medium, light, and some in between. Uh, 
the grind, whether you want to ground, whole bean, coffee rounds, which work in Curry 2.0, and then any delivery schedule you like. Uh, seven days, every seven days, every 14, 21, 30, I think they have a bunch of options over there. So members also get free shipping. So that saves you some money right there to offset the cost of uh, you know getting sent straight to your door. And they have access to exclusive partner discounts like 511 and a bunch of other ones. I mean, there's a ton. Too many for me to, to list. But 511, loophole, uh, all kinds of stuff. So the best deal you're going to get from this particular deal, uh, sponsorship deal, is 20% off your first order for the Black Rifle Coffee Club if you use the code CITIZEN. So go to blackriflecoffee.com and do that today. Waste no time. Get that good coffee. Uh, next up, ghostbed.com forward slash drinker bros. You know them, you love them. Right now, Ghostbed is offering 40% off Ghostbed bundles where you get a mattress and an adjustable base. Everything else you add to that order is also 40% off. So you can really save a lot of money. If it's the time of year where people are moving or you're trying to upgrade one of your rooms or whatever it is, this is the time, this is the deal to get. Over 30% off of everything else if you just need onesie, twosie items, pillows, sheets, whatever. Uh, if you use the code Bros at ghostbed.com forward slash Bros. Now, here's the kicker. Most of these companies, when they offer you percentage-based discounts and then they have some kind of financing plan, you can use one or the other. Not a ghost bed. You can use both. So the 40% off ghost bed bundle you can also use with their zero down, 0% financing plan that goes for up to 60 months with approved credit. That's five years, guys. You can spend five years. I mean, look, we, we hang on to our betting for about that long, typically. It's, it's the, the average person uses that bed five to seven years. So five is the, the, the shorter term. You could use this bed the entire time of its lifetime for you while you're paying for it, right? I mean, you're not going to get a better deal than that. Plus, the products are great. The company is great. So go to ghostbed.com forward slash Drinker Bros. Check that out today. Last but not least, fume. Whether you are a smoker or ex-smoker, who still struggles with cravings, Fume is the perfect tool for you. Um, you know, I know a lot of people that use, I mean, when we were in the Army, a lot of us smoked. Um, and as you may know, nicotine is one of the most addictive chemicals on Earth. Uh, it sucks trying to stop. And it's because there's so many different things going on there. There's the nicotine craving. There's the hand-to-mouth uh, routine, um, all the stuff, right? The, like a, you just kind of build your life around that activity. Now, this is why you got to check out Fume. Because, look, everybody knows now that smoking cigarettes is not good for you. In fact, it's quite the opposite. So check out Fume. What makes it unique? Fume is a natural inhaler designed for better, safer, and natural way to quit cigarettes. It's, there's no smoke, no vape, no nicotine replacement. It's just a hand-to-mouth habit. That's it. And I've used it. I've seen other people use it. Very effective at replacing uh, the hand-to-mouth habit. They fume handcrafts wood inhalers, and they use cores infused with plant oil studied to curb cravings. So they taste good. Flavors like peppermint, conquer. Uh, it has minty notes to simulate menthol and stuff like that. Uh, they've got cozy chai, lemon berry for those of you who got into the vape world and are used to these sweeter flavors. Uh, all of their flavors are 100% natural. There's no chemicals, no artificial flavors, no nicotine, none of that stuff. So you're trying to get completely off of this stuff. 
Fume is the best option for you. There's thousands of reviews. Quitting's tough, but Fume can really help. And you can go check out these reviews. There's thousands of five-star reviews from people who've used this and it has worked. Now, to be honest, I, I, I wasn't really sure what to expect when I first got it. And it's like, all right, this is a little wooden, little wooden stick with a hole in it. Uh, but to be honest, it's become part of my routine now. So big fan, whether you're a smoker or ex-smoker who still struggles with cravings, Fume is the perfect tool for you. Head to breathefume.com slash citizen and use the promo code citizen to save 10% off your entire order. That's 10% off your entire order when you head to breathefume.com slash citizen. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-E-F-U-M.com slash citizen. Use the code citizen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So anyway, let's let's pivot a little bit um, because, you know, one of the mantras of this show is that stop blaming the government yeah. and the and politicians for your problems because you're the one that fucking created them. That's right. Uh, but the good news is that you can uncreate a problem that you created. Yep. You know what I mean? Like if, if the problem was created through complacency, then daylight and action will change it. Um, but it's you know, like a diet or your personal fitness. It's not something that you do for three weeks. It's a lifestyle. It's a change that you make and the way that you go about every single thing you do. And I think one of the more important ways to do this, because people in mass will typically act reasonably and and in their own best interest, right? This is uh, Keynesian economics. They'll, they'll act in their own best interest and, um, uh, you know, through that, when we all do better, we all typically do better, right? Yeah. As long as there's no predatory bullshit going on. So the divide and conquer strategy that's going on right now is specifically to keep that from happening, that's right. to keep you and I from not giving a fuck what each other thinks, but like, Hey, you've got a good idea. I'm going to buy that good idea. Mm-hmm. The end. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's the end of the fucking transaction. There's no more fucking bullshit yep. going on in that conversation other than, hey, I like that product. I'm going to buy it. That's right. Whether your product is how you take care of your community, your actual physical business product, a service you provide, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, <clears throat> and, again, we've been we've allowed ourselves to be uh, distracted with all these stupid little tribalistic things that are going on in society right now and, and the ways that they're trying to sort everybody. Uh, that's what um, intersectionality really is. It's like you take a human being and you reduce them down to their traits and you call that their identity. Yep. And then you rank those traits based on, you know, how they're affected by society and how society should feel about them. And then you rank everybody in order of how you feel, but that's a 360 degree firing squad because everybody disagrees on those. things. And we've done that. Yeah, we've done that. It's present right now. Just look at, look at the way that anyone views anyone at nowadays. It's all based on what they believe, Mm -hmm. what they think they're, like you said, their traits, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. not, it's not like it used to be where it's, or at least what I believe it used to be where it was based on the character. The, the, no, it definitely the, used to be like that. Like if, like if, if, if you lived in a neighborhood and somebody moved into your neighborhood and you saw them over there moving, <clears throat> you're either going to go offer to help them move their shit. You're going to make your wife's going to make them some food and take it over there right. because they don't have their kitchen set up yet or whatever the fuck right. it was the, the standard, the, the implied task 
for anybody who was a member of, of a community was to make sure that everybody else in that community was taken care of. Right. It was also to make sure that if there was somebody trying to prey on people in that community that we all get together in a posse, right? Like in the 1860s right. and go take care of that motherfucker together. But you're never going to get that. You're, n- you're not going to get that when people succumb to this fucking mind wash bullshit of, of division divisions that don't actually exist you know what no. i mean like this is kate they, all they're they're just replicating caveman culture mm-hmm. like oh you've got a slightly different uh brow shape than me <laughs> fuck you you know what i mean but yeah. they articulated in, in in sociological and and societal ways where <clears throat> people are like oh you know what that guy is a piece of shit for well and dude for it's an onslaught too this yeah. is the other thing that people don't seem to understand it's like the media, Hollywood, sports, every single thing that you watch mm. and consume every single day has little tiny pieces of this information yeah. that is slowly making you form this ideology of of what you're talking about, of, of intersectionalism, like where you're literally looking at people based on what they believe, what they think, how they act. Mm. Like that is that is a very concerted thing. And it's every single day, dude. Well, it's called it's an absolute <clears throat> onslaught. Noam Chomsky in '88 called this manufacturing consent. Yes, and he was talking about how the Soviet Union uses propaganda. Mm-hmm. Um, he won the uh, Orwell Award for that, by the way, which is good for him, I guess. But um, <clears throat> so here's the definition from the book of what manufacturing consent is. So it argues that. The mass communication media of the U.S., quote, are effective and powerful ideological institutions that carry out uh, system-supportive propaganda function by reliance on market forces. That is to say, how you can spend your money, uh, uh, internalized assumptions, and self-censorship. That's a big one, right? Making people afraid to, to be who they are in public. Uh, and they do it without overt coercion. So this is the most effective form of propaganda towards societal control yeah and it is we've known that this has happened been happening for for over four decades now yeah right and we continue to persist it's funny that a guy like noam chomsky wrote about this in 88 probably because reagan was in office at the time um but i i would love to hear if he agrees that that's what's going on now because it's very obvious that's what's happening i guarantee you he would like what i mean how can you not how can you look around and say that mm. that's not what's happening right now? It's very, very, very apparent that every single thing we consume is pushing us towards this this same agenda. Mm. And um, and it's you know it's even like the thing you said like self censorship. I mean, dude, how many times in the last two years have you having such a huge platform been like, mm, should I say that? I never think that because I don't give a fuck. As a matter of fact, we. So one of the, but I, it, it, do, it does happen quite a bit to, to people. People ask me like, Oh, do you think you should have said that? I'm like, I thought it. So I said it. Yeah. You fair enough. I mean? so I, but I'm, it is, it yeah. is very common. I mean, I th- I can see people and I have less to lose than somebody that had, that works for somebody else. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't really, I don't like to compare myself to other people. No, that, but that, that, that makes sense. Just, just because like I, I, if you want to call it this, I am in a position, I'm in a privileged position where I don't have to listen to anybody's bullshit. Yeah. Um, and and most people can't do that, but it is. I see people doing it all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's happening. I I know I've caught myself doing it for mm-hmm. sure. Now I I probably I don't have near the position you do, but at the same time, like I'm also I have I'm a, I'm my own. You know, I'm an yeah. entrepreneur. I don't have anybody telling me what to do. 
the only thing I, I find myself self-censoring is probably on social media because that, that platform is so, you know, key to my business and to mm -hmm. the things that I do. And so, but dude, I'll tell you something crazy. <laughs> this is, you know, if this isn't uh, a wake, this is, this was my wake up call big time. But so one thing that I do, um, that a lot of people know is I write my little boy, I write mm -hmm. a journal for my little boy, basically like just about his life, about what's going on, about mm -hmm. what's going on in the world. Um, just everything as if it's like a, a, you know, a new journal entry for him. And then I'll mm -hmm. give it to him when he's like 18 or something. But anyway, it was a while back. I can't even remember when it was now, but I was writing in that journal and I was talking to him about COVID mm -hmm. and dude, I shit you not. I was going to write COVID and I wrote C zero V exclamation point, And I was like, Whoa, Wait a second. Yeah. Like, dude, this is pen and paper. Yeah. But it's been so ingrained into my brain that I have to censor that word or a lot of other words that I was literally censoring myself as I was writing on a piece of paper. And I'm like, dude, that's not the example of 1984. I I don't know what is. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's way before 1984. Uh, so the first and second century Christians used uh, the ichthus fish. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with the fish with the word, the Greek word ichthus oh, inside yeah, yeah, yeah. it, right? So, uh if you were to meet somebody in public that you thought might be the, uh, a Christian or whatever at that time, because it was not safe to be one, um, the it's like a challenge and pass almost where you draw the fish and then they draw the word ichthus inside of it. Hmm. That way you know that you're talking to somebody that, I mean, obviously that's not a perfect system, but this, <clears throat> that's not the point. The point is, People have had to uh, use methods like that to get around government censorship and, and, and state violence for a very long time, mm -hmm. probably as long as human beings have existed, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and do you think it's been at this mass scale, though, now with social media and things like that? Because, I mean, dude. No, it's, it's way different now. I mean, so think about, uh, like, ancient Rome, for example. If you wanted people to believe shit, you just have a town crier run around and tell them that. And they don't know any better. That's why right. the, the early church didn't they, – they kept the Bible in Latin until England translated it into English in, what, 1511, I think, the King mm -hmm. James Version. Uh, uh, specifically, because the church wanted to be the only – route to God that people had and yep. the, and the state also wanted to be the only route to God that people had, uh, keeping people illiterate, you know, was a big deal as well. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you were able to control every piece of information that they got, unless it was just like random, you know, people telling them. So yeah. think about that from the point of view of 2020 during the election cycle. And that's exactly the same thing that happened. It was just a different means of doing it, right? They that's controlled, right. Uh, social media, they controlled. They the controlled all media. the major mediums that you would yeah. use. Yeah, yeah. So the the town square now, where you used to have a town crier talking, uh, you know, on behalf of of Caesar or Augustus or whomever it is, it's big tech to the people. Now it's just the fucking tech organizations. But we have a lot more capability to circumvent that now, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot more stuff does get out. It's a less effective strategy. But I, this is the thing that I always come back to when people are telling me about. <clears throat> stolen elections and all this bullshit. Like you don't have to hack a voting machine when you can hack somebody's fucking brain, dude. And it, the, the, by the way, there's also no paper trail for that. There's yeah. no, there's no uh, forensic scientist that's going to come figure out how somebody's brain got hacked by just getting plowed in the face every single day with bullshit. That's right. You know what? I mean? It's, it's so much. And they did it for four straight, for oh, six yeah. years, six years, yeah. for six years. They did it. Well, it's still happening now. I mean, yeah. you see a little bit leak out from time to time. Like, um, <clears throat> the CDC finally admits that, uh, you know, over time 
they, they admit things. I don't, I don't know if they've got a schedule. <laughs> yeah, of this they're, stuff they're just writing it back there. They're like, all right, so this date, yeah, things will probably yeah. be calm by then. Let's yeah. let's go ahead and tell them this. So it's like uh, mask work for about 20 minutes. That yeah. was one of them. They're like, oh, cool. So most flights are longer than 20 <laughs> minutes. So this is fucking pointless. Um, I think two weeks ago, the uh, there's a big data release that suggested 90% of people who were counted as COVID deaths died with incidental COVID. I mean, yep. They had it, but it wasn't yep. like it had nothing to do with their cause of death. 90%, 90%, right? So all this data that was being used to shut people's businesses down, about 750,000 private businesses in America shut forever and will never come back. Like somebody's entire life savings are gone. That's right. 750,000 people because of this bullshit. Yep. So you show me that stuff. And then, on the other hand, you want me to also believe that it required somebody to hack a voting machine to – no. 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 It, it just – It's years of – It's Occam's razor, man. It's like the, the easiest solution is probably the one that's real. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's very obvious what's happening here. Yep. But sunlight's the best disinfectant. Yeah. You know, just educating people and educating yourself. And now I want to get into this. Yeah. Uh, principle eight, I would reject divisiveness in all its form for – those who are trying to divide us are trying to conquer us. Tell me why you chose that one to discuss today. So, um, you know, it was interesting when we were going through the different principles. Uh, I think I chose, if I could, if I remember correctly, one of them was the divisiveness. The mm -hmm. other one was about doing something daily. Yep. And then the other one was basically living a life we're that's worthy of like the sacrifice that others yep. have made so that the country can be the way it is. Right. So, Eight, though, was an important one because that's literally what my message is built on. Mm. And and the reason why is, again, going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, like I truly believe that there is hope. But the thing is, that hope, in my mind, resides on the fact that we can find a way to come together and mm. realize that we're not each other's enemies. Right. And and somehow, you know, dude, we uh, with official Patriot Gear, like we don't do a whole lot of advertising online anymore. Mm. To be honest, the first year was completely organic. And uh, when when year two came around, it was like, okay, how do we get more? Because we're basically just selling to the repeat customers. So right. we're like, okay, how do, we, how do we build this community? How do we get more customers? Tried Facebook for a while. Literally, we got shut down every, yeah. every three days just for yeah. being Patriot. Like, it, yeah. was, it was absolutely insane. And, you know, like I said, dude, I'm, I'm just a normal dude, man. Mm. I'm just – it's me and my wife building this yeah, business. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have – I outsource everything. You know, we don't have a full-on freaking headquarters. Like, it's literally bootstrapped for us, right? And so we don't have just insane amount of capital to dump into ads every single day or whatever. And so, mm -hmm. anyway, I decided that um, that it was time to take it face-to-face -face because, because, you know, while the business obviously thrives as we're able to get sales, like, that's just how it is. Sure. At the same time, it's it's really about the message that that people carry when they wear the T-shirt or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, we started doing events. We started doing booths at like fitness events and and like holiday events and different you know things like that. Like uh, just anywhere we could go, pop up tents or whatever. And it's so interesting, dude, because the conversations that we have are exactly this. It's like we'll have people that walk over and, and immediately assume that because it says Patriot all, you know, you're Trumpers and yeah. they start going off on things about the insurrection. I can't tell you how many times I've had to say like, it, it's, it's irritating now. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Trump or any other yeah, politician, dude. dude. Yeah. If you're rooting for a politician, that's like rooting for the umpire. Like, yeah, fuck dude, I just, what are you talking it, about? It's like, yes. Yeah, dude. It drives me nuts. <laughs> it's like, 
it's like, uh, I'm the same way. It's like, dude, I don't get me wrong. I voted for the guy. I yeah. thought he did a great job in a long line of presidents. I feel like he actually gave a shit about the mm. country, but like at the end of the day, the dude had his own agenda too. He was a freaking celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can't see that he had his own agenda and he wanted to build a following and that he's like a smart marketer, like you're not paying, you know what I mean? Yep. So it's just like all of these people have agendas at the end of the day we are important. It's, it's mm. us as a people. It's like you always say, it's of the people, by the people and for the people. Yep. And if we cannot figure out how to come together as people, then we're never going to get that back. And so when we have, when these people come up, it's so interesting because the first thing out of my mouth is always, I like, I dude, I, I like Trump, but I think he crapped the bed just as much as anybody else. Yeah. And, and, uh, this is not about Trump and this is not about X, Y, and Z. And then we have this conversation about what patriotism really is. And all of a sudden you have this person that it has in their mind, because once again, all the media manipulation to believe that being a patriot is a bad thing all of a sudden, or that yeah, it's yeah. this like political thing. It's the most asinine thing I've ever heard of, dude. Well, you, you saw it happen over the last couple of years. So, uh, with the, so it started with riots, then yeah. then defund the police, and yes. then all these major cities are like, all right, we fucked up here. Let's kind of quietly bring back the police a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But then you go into the communities, and what you see is uh, a bunch of rhetoric from the media like, oh, what are you going to do when fucking black people start buying guns? I'm like, uh, go shoot with them. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about, dude? Like, Train. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like, Maj Tori is a buddy of mine. I don't know Maj is the man, dude. He's, I love Maj. Like, he's one of the few, very few people in my opinion, in the gun space, that is a legit human being. He's getting you know it done, what I mean? Dude. Like, he fucking trains more people than anybody that I know, Yeah, frankly. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, and very few, I, well, not very few, but I would say fewer people than should know, know about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. he very much operates without needing the praise for it. Yeah, I mean, he you know, in what he's doing. you've got to be, when you've got a good idea sometimes, and it's why I wasn't overly critical of... Uh, you know, Trump from the branding perspective, I thought being an asshole was a mistake for him, but from the branding perspective, if you have a good idea, you it's, I, I really do think it's imperative to market that idea properly. Not, even, not just imperative. I think it's a duty. Like no, if you know, if, you, is, if you've got a good idea that can help people, then it's your job to make sure that people know about it. Right. For and, sure. Yeah. Um, and you know, you got, but you got to stay above the fray on that stuff. And you know, it's difficult sometimes. But but that's what I like. That's what I mean, though, is when you have these conversations with people, all of a sudden they start to realize, oh yeah, okay. If you're saying this is what patriotism is, then yes, I consider myself a patriot. But mm -hmm. like, they never would have come to that conclusion if you hadn't had that conversation. And so yeah. few people are willing to have that conversation because they're so wrapped up in everything else. Yeah. It's and it's this idea that um, patriotism is now nationalism. Now this is another place where I think I rub people wrong because nationalism is what nationalism is what actually got Hitler where he was like, yeah. like Hitler started with patriotism and then it moved yeah. over to nationalism. That's the thing. That's the fine line. Right. But the difference dude is <laughs> the difference is nationalism is love and, and, and appreciation for someone's country at the detriment to the detriment of others. Yeah. Like that's like, not America first doesn't mean America only. That's, a, that's you know what, what I, mean? I say literally all the time. Ask any, like that's my, one of my only messages when I'm talking about this is America first doesn't mean America only. And I always use the analogy because I think it's the best one is like, dude, if I'm, if I, if my family is, is drowning in a river with yeah. a bunch of other people, right? I, you better believe that I'm going to dive in and save my family yeah, yeah, for sure. long before I ever yeah. think about saving anybody else. But at the same time, once they're safe ashore, mm. I'm going to dive back in and try to save other people. And guess what? 
not only is there nothing wrong with that, that's what you should do. And so the America First policy, people have twisted it to believe that it's all about nationalism when no, it's just about taking care of us and then making like make we can't take care of others until we are in a place to to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see man, it's crazy, dude. I was so uh recently a um a buddy of mine passed away and it's like you look at what's happened with him in that in that industry, veterans specifically. Yeah. And out of all the homeless people in our country, 10% of them are veterans. Mm. <clears throat> what do you think we could do with billions of dollars as far as that goes? Yeah. How, how many veterans could we pull off the streets? Um, and that's just a small portion of things that we could do to better this country. Mm. You know what I mean? But instead, we're sending it over to, like you said, do all these other things that obviously yeah. are not in our best interest. But I guess the point is this, man. It's the divisiveness, I believe, is what's actually causing the issues that mm -hmm. we have right now. Us believing that we are each other's enemies while our true enemies are winning a war without firing a single shot. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem, right? It's it's <clears throat> If you're a group of 550 or so elected officials and several thousand unelected bureaucrats and you want to control people, you can't do it by force. No. Because it doesn't work. There's nope. too many of them. Nope. So you just you you take their collective force and you direct it towards each other instead of towards you. That's, That's right. all it is. It's like a fucking a shitty person trying to start a fight between two people to distract them from what you're doing. You know what I mean? Well, and I think you said it too. Uh, I believe I heard this. I don't know if it was in the pilot or if it was in one of the episodes with Andy or something, but I believe you said something like, um, "It's also created this idea that." You know, it's a distraction, right? Like, I I always tell people, I, I have a lot of people that ask me every once in a while, like, hey, do you get a lot of hate from the left? Like, how mm. much hate do you get from the left and, and everything? And, dude, it's so funny because every single time, you want to know what my answer is? Mm. I actually don't get a lot of hate from the left. Yeah. Do you know where I get the hate from? <clears throat> the right. Yeah. I get the hate from the, the far right. Uh, conservatives that think that I'm a grifter because I sell Patriot tees or the people that are all up in arms because our t-shirts come out of Nicaragua and they're not made in America because we can't afford to freaking make those kind of products and then sell mm -hmm. them. And as much as I would love to do that, but it's like that same person is coming at me with an iPhone from China Yeah. or, yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? And it's just like, that's the hate that I, or I get a lot of hate from far right Christians that, that consider me a Satanist because I'm a metalhead and I, and I throw up a rock, rock on symbol every once in a while. It's like that. Yeah, by the way, that was created by kiss. And <laughs> yeah. he would, it's cause he was holding a pick in his hand. I mean, the Rolling Stone did a story about this back in the fucking eighties. Yeah. It's anyways. No, no, I, dude, it's so fucking stupid. It's just, it's so stupid, but this is all, I think our biggest issue is the fact that we refuse to believe that we can have different ideologies, different beliefs mm -hmm. and, and think different things and be okay. Well, and, I also think that people think that you can do that passively. Like if we, if, if you just leave everybody to their own devices, everything will work out. Well, that's not really true, right? No. Yeah, every relationship in your life, whether it's with your spouse, your friends, your children, even your coworkers and shit like that are business partners. Those relationships require uh, uh, daily maintenance. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, uh, also, you know, reflection unaffected by delusion. Yeah. So it's like, those are all action words. It's not live and let live. That's not appropriate. I don't think it's like, I see my neighbor, 
I'm going to go fucking talk to him. Hey, yeah. you need anything? Cool. Yeah. Good. And, and that's, that, yeah. that way, yeah. not only like are you set, you're setting the standard there because <clears throat> I tell people this all the time. And Andy actually does this. He's, he's, they're one of the few companies that do this by principle, but Andy will walk through uh, first form headquarters and, like if he if he sees something dirty or trash on the ground, he picks it up. Oh, dude, it's from everybody. Their freaking weights are always. Well, sure, yeah, aligned. but I'm just saying like, him as the CEO of the company. Yeah, will go out of his way to make sure people see him doing the right thing. Yes, and you know maybe it's like oh you're spotlighting yourself. No, you're being a fucking leader, and everyone you know I mean? follows. Yeah, if if they believe in that leadership, they follow. That's. I was actually just. Uh, but if you tell people that COVID is the most dangerous disease of all time, and that they have to stay home and wear masks. And then you go to the French laundry with all your buddies. People are like, oh, you're full of shit. Yeah. Right. So even like that's the thing that really should scare people is that this is the ultimate. Like, I think that the, the uh, TSA and the Patriot Act and the, the creation of the Department of Homeland Security were technically worse for the country than what's happened the last two years. But this was the biggest cry wolf episode in human history. And if some real problem comes around we're fucked because nobody's gonna listen to these assholes no. at this point and that dude and that i actually talk about that a lot too because it's like okay you can believe what you want whether you believe that there was an agenda from the beginning or whether you believe that they just absolutely shit the bed and they had no mm. idea what was going on either way you look at it the 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 amount of distrust that now exists in every institution in yeah. america from the american people you're right if something comes along that's actually serious it, that's it, man. Like yeah. it's it's going to be game over because yep. no one is going to believe it. But that also is just even more proof that we're the majority and not the minority. That the majority of the American people want transparency. the The majority of the American people want tr like, dude, we want to trust the government. We don't mm -hmm. want to have a distrust in the government and in the organizations that that are out there. No, no, no person with a normal head on their shoulders wants to like feel like we can't trust the people that have been put in place yeah. to take care of our well-being or, or whatever like that's just it's not a thing and and uh it's like if you want us to trust you and if you want these people to stop speaking out against the government or against whatever institutions are there give us a reason yeah sure i mean but you got to like be there for the right reason in the first place so yeah. um <clears throat> you know dur uh <laughs> new york times report came out yesterday that uh I believe, hold on, let me check and make sure that I'm not speaking out of school here. Um, Sagar. I always love Sagar and Yeti stuff. <laughs> he posts, he always finds good stuff. Uh, so about a fifth, one-fifth of Congress, so 20% uh, of Congress have stock trades in their portfolio that show conflicts. So 20% of the government is just doing it out in the open. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and again, it's like I said, it's the condition indifference. The yeah. populace is like, ah. All right, whatever. Well, people think about how people react to shit. Um, yeah. Crenshaw comes out and gets criticized for it because he out, he's like one of the top stock performers. Mm -hmm. I guess that's what you learn in, in buds um, is how to trade stocks <laughs> better better than everybody in the world. Yeah, right. You're just really lucky. Huge coincidence. Yeah. But he said uh, somebody asked him if if he thought Congress should be allowed to trade stocks, and he goes, "Well, yeah. I mean, if you want the best and brightest." How, why would they come here and serve if they can't profit for themselves? Like, did you really just say that? You're a fucking uh, sailor. You're you're a Navy SEAL, and you said that shit out loud. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? That guy's a giant piece of shit. Yeah. And anybody that thinks that way is a piece of shit as well. But it's a function of um, 
this is one of the one of the things I say a lot is that people who desire power very rarely deserve it, and people who deserve it very rarely desire it. And I think that is an it's, iron law. I, I, I don't. There are very few exceptions to that. And I would um, absolutely echo that. Yeah. You look at you look at uh, you look at the people that just in the last two years decided that okay, well, you know what? I'll try to get involved. Of mm-hmm. course, all of them got smashed by the system, <clears> but you know, like my friend Ian Ian Smith. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you've talked to him yet, but he's. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I know Ian. Dude, he's one of the best, and mm-hmm. it's like he is the exact example of that he didn't want to run. Yeah. He did not want to be a politician. No part of him wanted that. No part of him wanted people to freaking you know infiltrate his life, and and uh, and yet he jumped in the ring, you know, trying to make a difference. But it's like that's you know it, someone uh, someone came by my house during these last elections and and left a flyer, mm. and. <clears throat> um, and they they said, hey, can we put the sign in your yard? And they're you know just picketing for for the candidate. I'm not going to mention them, but they mm. were like, they were like, will will you let us put this in your yard? And I was like, well, tell me why. Mm. And they were like, oh well, this that. and they just go down the laundry list. And I'm like, no, tell me why. Yeah. And and they couldn't. They they're just like, oh well, they're da, 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 da. and it's just the same talking list. And I'm like, right, okay. So then this other guy comes around, comes to my front door, mm. knocks on the door, says, hey man, I'm so and so. I'm running for this. This is why I'm running for this. I'd love to have your support. Yeah. All day. All day. That guy has my support. Mm. All freaking day. Because that is the true leadership that we need. And you can tell that that's not a person that's like, I want to get in office because I want to make X amount of dollars. I want this or whatever. It's like they are truly doing it for the people. And we got to get back to that. But again, going back Mm. to this whole divisiveness, like that is what's I feel like will allow us to get back to finding people good leadership right i was on a i was doing a podcast with greg anderson do you know him mm-hmm. so we were talking he came to my house and we just did a we did one of his um, podcasts and we were talking about uh how having a healthy amount of you know like uh rebelliousness yeah yeah right like all of us sure. I, I i think if you looked at all of our lives <clears throat> we probably didn't have the most squeaky clean childhoods Yeah. when it came to school, when it came to whatever. I mean, I spent most of my life in a freaking detention room. Oh yeah. Big time. Right. And you think you're told your entire life, Oh, that's, that's a, you know, that's a weakness. That's going to sure. cause you so many problems in life. You're not going to be able to lead. You're not gonna be able to do this. You're not gonna be able to do that. And it's like, no, you know what? That was a superpower. Having the ability to see, um, what people were really made of. And it's like, for me, a leader proves themselves before I follow. Sure, yeah. And so it's yeah. like going back to Andy, right? Like people follow Andy because he's proven himself as a leader by doing the things that you're talking about, right? That to me is is what it actually takes. And so we just need to get back to that. We need to get back mm. to leadership and 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 politicians if if that's what it is, like showing us why we should believe in them, why we should follow them. But the problem is, like you said, there's so many freaking Crenshaws out there that's like, I just yeah. want to line my pockets. I don't give a shit about you or anybody else. Well, you got to wonder about the motivation of, of an institution like American education that tell children that the <laughs> most that, that, that obedience is the most important trait a successful person can have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that's fucked up. That's not, a really fucked up thing to tell a child. Not only obedience, but the whole system is, I mean, dude, I, I, you got, you got a degree, right? You have, you have a master's, mm-hmm. don't you? Yeah. So I have a bachelor's degree. It doesn't do anything for no. me. Literally no. nothing. Like I look it, for me, it's like, okay, cool. I made it through school, pat on yeah, the back. Yeah. It's more yeah. of a, an accomplishment than anything. Right. But it does nothing. And the fact is the majority of the system, the schooling system, it teaches you how to 
take in information and then regurgitate it back exactly how they want you to. Sure. Think about what that means, man. Mm. Think about what kind of, uh, you know, what, what that's building in society. We literally are made up of a bunch of people that have spent their entire lives being told, you learn this and you send it back just like we're supposed to. Sure, yeah. It, yeah. Just that. Well, that's, that's because you know American education is designed solely to produce compliant workers, right? One hundred percent. That's really all it is, and yeah, uh, all, all of these people uh, that are trying to defend public schools in America right now—they are completely fucking full of shit. <laughs> I, I, I've never seen a more like the the American education industry is is far worse than the American political system, in my opinion, uh, because they prey on children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like we can, I can deal with politicians, but people who go fuck with kids and shit like that, that's now, now it's like a problem. Now it's personal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think the, to, to come back to, you know, to the solution part of this, you have to find out, you have to trace things and find out where the breakdown happens. So if you're learning, if, if you're a conservative person or a liberal person and you're learning, uh, everything you know about the other side from CNN or Fox, then you're fucked. Like that's the wrong answer. Talk to actual human beings yeah. and ask them what they think. And and my my friend uh, Michael Schellenberger likes to say this. He likes to say when you use words like Trump and Biden, smart people get real dumb real fast, yeah, right? Dude. Yeah. So it's like forget about all that shit. Don't talk about conservative or liberal or Republican or Democrat or any fucking politician. Say, hey, how do you feel about just you know, leaving people the fuck alone, maybe, uh, or what? What do you think we can do as a group and start at the lowest possible level to make sure all of our needs are met, you know, and that there is a safety net for people who need it. Uh, but it's a safety net that has a little spring to it, so you bounce back and you become a productive member of society again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because that's the point. Um, it wouldn't be the first time that a country has done this. As a matter of fact, Northern Europe's pretty good at it, typically. Uh, countries like uh, like Sweden, for example, they don't have. There's no limit on unemployment for them. They the the there are, uh, are state agencies, <clears throat> uh, or the state funded agencies that are essentially nonprofits that let's say it's creative destruction, you know, the learn to code thing. Well, there's no more, no, no more coal mining. So, okay, cool. You got to come over here. Your, your industry's done. Let's be frank. Your industry's done. We're going to retrain you. You're going to go get a job and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Right. Um, that's what a, an effective safety net looks like. It's not 40 years of generational welfare to keep people on the tit and to keep them from having any kind of upward mobility at all. You can have conversations like that with people and they will have that conversation with you. And the more you talk to people about very specific policy things and the more they hear it coming from somebody that doesn't look like them, you know, and the more you find that you agree on more things than you disagree on, the less power all these assholes in the media and politics have. That's right. And you just got to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, dude, I, I'm not the smartest guy. Like I'm not, I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most successful guy on the planet. I just am somebody who, it's always funny because I always had people ask me and they still ask me, what, where's your sources? Like, what were your sources? How did you know, you know, what were you listening to or what were you watching when you, when you started to realize that everything was, was garbage? And, mm. and, and I'm like, my eyeballs, yeah, yeah, like my eyeballs yeah. and my ears. I literally went out in the world 
and I talked to people and I saw how things were and I said, okay, this isn't what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing on the media or whatever, right? But people have gotten to a point where they're allowing the media, the government, Hollywood, whatever, to literally become their eyes and their ears. Yeah. And it's it's sad, dude, and it's really scary, but it's like, you're right. All you need to do is have those conversations with people, and then you need to be willing to 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 stand up to it. Mm. You know, the the whole, like, the thing that drives me absolutely insane is whenever I hear people talk about the silent majority. Yeah. It's like, dude, Fuck I don't, that. the silent majority is not a badge of honor. No. And if you think it is, like, you're... You're, you're missing the whole point. Yeah. The silent majority is the reason why we are where we are. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's what uh, I said this on the last show, but I think yeah, that's what um, Jefferson meant when he said the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. I don't think he was inferring or you know requiring or e- even uh, saying it's okay to just have constant violent conflict or anything like that. Yeah. It's like no, you. From time to time, we all need to reconvene and be like, all right, this is fucked and this is fucked. Get rid of those things. Well, dude, and you know what's interesting to me is most people don't even want to do any research into our founding fathers and the Constitution Mm. and and things like that. But, like, dude, this country was founded on compromise. Yeah. It was founded by a bunch of guys that, trust me when I tell you, they did not agree on everything. As Mm. a matter of fact, some of them were pretty dark dudes. Some Uh, of them did a lot of really shady things. Alexander Hamilton was a total piece of shit. Bro, and and then you have... (laughs) And then you have Alexander Hamilton and John Adams. Yeah. And like you have the the Alien and Sedition Acts. You have all kinds of things that happened during that time where it's like, dude, if you would have put those guys in a place where they had all the freedom that they needed mm. and they still had to come together and make decisions, it would have been a hell of a lot harder. But the reason why they were able to come together and the reason why the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the reason why this country is founded in the first place is because they did agree on one thing, which mm. is we don't want to be ruled. We want to be free. Yeah regardless of what that cost is. And yep. it's like, we got to get back to that. That's yep. having that conversation with people of our freedom and our liberty is the most important mm. thing. There's nothing more important than that right now. And people need to start realizing it because their kids are going to pay for it, yeah. not them. Like it, that's, mm. if I'm being honest, the main reason why I started speaking up, the reason why I freaking flip my life upside down is because my boy Mm. like it i had just become a father and in my mind i'm like dude i you know i feel like i feel like the ship's going down it's it's going down and and from a you know we won't get into this but from a religious perspective Mm. like i think if you're a christian you know that things got to get really really bad before they can Mm. get good right that's just kind of how that's you know that's what we believe or whatever but Mm. it's like even if the ship is going down if i'm on that ship with my family in the middle of the ocean, and there's nothing I can do. Dude, I'm still going to do everything I possibly can to keep them out of water as long as I possibly can. Yeah. But there's too many people in this world that are like, I'm just going to go chill in the stateroom and let us drown. Yeah. I'm just going to give it up. It's like, what what the hell? I got two hours left. Like, I might as well just do it in peace. And it's like, dude, that is why our ship is sinking. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Um, But, you know, it's uh, just a symptom of a complete lack of leadership. So it's good, you know, that people are getting more involved in talking about this shit publicly now. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can turn this shit around. Uh, we got to get out of here now, but before we do tell, uh, if there's anything else you want to share with the audience and then tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just my Instagram. It's I Winster, uh, I W E N D T S T E R. And then 
our Instagram for the company is the official Patriot gear. Uh, the website's official And, um, yeah, just, I don't know, just kind of, if you want to know really what we're about, it's, it's everything we've talked about. Like <clears throat> when you wear a Patriot tee, when you wear a Patriot hat, whatever it is, believe it or not, you're actually sending a message and the people that are wearing it with you and, and we're, you know, we're not massive, but we're 48 countries and 30,000 orders now mm. after a year. And it's like, you're going to run into people that are wearing it and they're going to know what you stand for. And it, it is what we've talked about. It's, it's not divisiveness. It's, it's unity. It's, it's right. realizing that, Hey, it's okay. We might stand on different sides of the aisle, but like, this is the most important thing right now is to come together for the freedom and liberty of mm. everybody and to speak about it and try to get involved and make, you know, a difference when it comes to those things. Um, that's really what it's about, but no, man, I appreciate you having me on. Like I said, sure. I, I, uh, you know, I've, I've listened to you on drinking bros and things like that. And, and, um, you're, I, I was, I'm actually super excited to like learn from you. Cause I, mm. like I said, I don't consider myself the smartest person on the planet, but I know that, you know, I, I enjoy actually listening to you cause mm. you get, you know, you know, a lot of shit dude. And it's, it's cool to, to actually hear somebody that knows what they're talking about and has the experience to back it. Mm. Um, and that's, I mean, dude, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be the best citizen yeah. that I can be. Um, and I think all of us, if we can do the same, we might have a fighting chance. Sure. You know. <clears throat> well, thanks for coming out, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been Citizen. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.